Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Shut up and sit down. Where the, the theme song's playing? No, the theme song theme song already played. Oh, so this is where I just get right into it. Oh boy, yeah. With Frank, how's it going? How you doing, Frank? I'm nervous. Lucatero? Uh, Luca Torto. Toro. Torto. Torto. But I, yeah, I don't is, know. <laughs> is that not important to you? No, no. Call you whatever. What do people call you, Frank? Uh, yeah, I go Frank. Frank. I got some Frankies. Frankies. I got a couple people that call me Frankie. Does that does that annoy you? No, no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Have you been excited to do this? I know you've been I'm like... So, I'm like, felt like I was going to throw up all day today. I'm really? Just, yeah, I'm nervous. Why are you so nervous? You seem like a, nerv- like a tightly wound person. I am. Why? I don't like... I get nervous talking to people and this is like being recorded. <laughs> There's going to be like seven people at least listening to this. Yeah. Oh, man. But you you, you mentioned on Collider Live that you wanted to be more on the mic more. Well, that was kind of like a, a shtick of like... That was a joke? Kind of. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so... You, do you want to be on the mic more, or do you? I would, we're gonna see what happens. I'm trying it out. Yeah, maybe I got things to say. I don't know. Yeah. Then I, yeah. What do you, What do you have to say? What's What's new with you? <sighs> oh, this is not going well already. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's all right. Just, you want a beer? <laughs> I know you drink a lot of beer. Uh, I'm I'm giving giving sobriety a shot. Oh, really? For a little bit. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Did you, did you go into a dark path? Uh, no. I just, I'm I'm very like all or nothing with everything I do. Mm. So I'm either like. I can't like socially drink. I'm either like drinking a lot or I got to like pump the brakes and uh, not drink. So it's either like you're all into it, all about it or like not at all. You can't, you have to go, you have to go cold turkey. Yeah. Instead. That's just kind of how I am with everything. It's, yeah. Very addictive personality. Oh yeah. 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 Oh yeah. Is that a good thing or bad thing? Uh, Both. Yeah. I think it's helpful. I think that's what helps me edit. Yeah. Uh, because I can like like hyper focus on something for you know hours at a time yeah just like forget everything else but then it's a bad thing when like a hyper focus on like well let's go out drinking for the next three days three days no you can do that straight (laughs) no what's what's the most you like uh drank have you have you have you uh like you you drink a lot of beer i noticed on the wanger show you went through like eight i was so nervous that day really so you had to just like i I think i was i was more nervous that day because it was my first time on the mic like officially, I was on sitting it. in the Beardo chair. Yeah, you know, it's a, it's a fancy chair. I sat in the Beardo chair and the Cody chair. Oh yeah, never sat in the Copster chair. I don't know if I ever could fill that. He won't let you. No, yeah. no, God, no. So what? What? Uh, what makes you so nervous? Is it just y'all in your head, or what? Is it a? Is it a mental thing, or is it a physical thing, or? I, uh, you know, I couldn't tell you. I just, I'm, <laughs> I'm not like a, not a people person. No, no. But have you have you like gone to the doctor about it and got like Xanax or something? I I got a prescription for that just uh, to like relax. Yeah, no, I've, I've never gotten the the Xanax prescription. Um, I've I can like I can relax once I by the end of the show I'm gonna be like calm and collected. Yeah, 
I get nervous until I can like settle in somewhere. So it takes a while to like get your feet wet and then yeah. get comfortable. I don't think I like talked to anybody at Collider for like the first year I worked there. You were just in your own uh, little cave. I know that was before we had like my own little cave. I was just out in the, the floor with everybody, but I, uh, I don't uh, think I talked to anybody. Why not? I just because it just takes me a while. It took me like a year to feel comfortable with everybody. And but you were there before everybody, weren't you? Before, like before, like the main schmoes people. Like you were there back when it was like AMC movie. No, talk? no. Uh, I got no. I got hired the same day that Cody did. Oh, okay. Which uh, was before Cobster. Um, but like Christian and Mark and all them yeah, were all like pretty much apart. Was, was yeah. it? It was already Collider. Yeah. Under Complex. Yeah. Okay, and then you got hired on just to be like the main editor. No, I got hired on to help with uh, Collider News at the time. I was just like one of the news editors, and then I just kind of like went from there. Because you mentioned on Collider Live that you drunkenly answered a Craigslist ad. I did. Uh, that was a real thing. That wasn't a no, stick. That, that was, wasn't that was a real thing. I I had I was working this job that I loved for a while, working on this documentary, but it was kind of a freelance thing, and then it just kind of fizzled out, and I was jobless for a little while, and I was just not leaving the house. I was depressed. I was bored. Didn't know what to do, mm. and then I was like, I gotta like answer some get some more freelance work yeah i saw a post for um a youtube channel on craigslist yeah i was like all right i'll so i sent him an email dennis emailed me back he's like check out some of these shows i watched the shows i was like there's no editing in these i don't know what i'm because he sent me like jedi council movie talk he's like this is a live switch yeah what am i what am i doing yeah and then they i got the job so did you have you had previous works prior to that where you were able to submit like a reel or demo reel of editing? yeah yeah i gave him like a demo reel i've been doing a bunch of freelance stuff for since i got to la but uh you mind if i ask how old you are uh 29 really 29 you're 28 right? yeah yeah all right. all right so you're you're we're in the same boat yeah, yeah. Si- similarly just listening to your brett sheridan episode yeah and uh he, he told him to guess how old you were he guessed 27 he was right and i knew it. that that was a year ago i did some quick math yeah yeah got uh, to 28 for you yeah you uh, you said you went back and listened to my old episodes yeah i, I was like so I remember back when like you were doing these, I listened to a couple of them. I listened to your Rachel Cushing episode. I listened oh, to nice. your Ken Knapsack episode. Uh, I listened to a couple other. I liked them. And then to get ready for this, I went back. I was listening to Emma Fife yesterday. I listened to Brett Sheridan. You didn't listen to Brett Sheridan before? That was one of my favorite I didn't know episodes. who Brett Sheridan was until... Oh, you didn't know? You didn't... Sit, like, until he walked into my office for Collider Live Oh, you barely met, met him? That was like... That was your... the first time I'd ever spoken to him. Oh, you've never seen him on like the Schmoes channel I or guess anything. I've like seen him walking around, but I'd never oh. interacted with him. Oh. So, just a wonderful man. Yeah. Do you, does he annoy you or, do, no, or does love, he make I you love laugh? Him. Yeah. He's, he's like... He seems like a good guy where yeah. he just makes you laugh and he seems like kind of lighthearted yeah we're going on a road trip i think yeah you and him and i think someone else was it me yeah let's do it you gotta record it <laughs> uh, the I audio can't, i can't do road trips man that shit's no. so boring yeah uh just, it'll just be like your guys uh drive-through audio thing the, but it'll the be way like your thing driving across the country <laughs> ah i can't do that no uh yeah i remember back then when i was doing the beardo episodes uh for a while that i caught you listening to one of them in your edit bay oh uh, yeah yeah busted and, yeah and then you're like oops and then you paused it right away and you turned it off and i was embarrassed i don't know <laughs> why is it embarrassing? i don't meeting meeting the the star you were like watching me watch, listen to your thing it's like 
It's like uh, like meeting the guy on the TV or something. Yeah, he comes in. I'm like watching him. Like, it's weird, you know. Yeah, yeah. But, but so, now, the, so this is the episode you decide to come back with. This is the this return is the, of Beardo. Yeah, two years Ooh. later, this is the yeah. return of it. And I got Frank. The return with a, a whimper, not a bang here. No, you go out with a bang. You go out with a bang. You start with a whimper. Yeah, but no, people want to know who Frank is because they, they see they, they see do, the guy I'm in sure. the bay. They think he's uh, pissed off because uh, you're calling in saying everyone's loud next oh, door. Oh, they were so loud. I had to move offices. They were so loud. Did you really move because of the show or was it like... No, they wanted that... to turn that office into that new control room. Okay, they... so it wasn't on your accord of like... No. Uh, okay. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. All right, so so much to get to. With so your... much to get yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. You're 29. Uh, you grew up in San Diego. Uh, yeah, most of the time. I lived in Georgia for a little bit when I was really little. Well. Were you then, born in Georgia? Or you no, I was born in San Diego. Yeah. Then we moved to Georgia. Mm-hmm. Then we moved back in like fourth grade when I was in fourth grade. Why'd you go to Georgia? Uh, my dad's job. Oh yeah. What does he do? Uh, real estate. Okay. And then moved him out to Georgia. Do you remember? Were you third grade? Does yeah, it, I've it, got a lot of memories out there. Yeah. What's I mean, What's the main difference? Is it just like rural, uh, it's really rural? cold, really hot? Oh, the just, weather's not fun. There's actual seasons out there. There's actual seasons out there. Uh, I don't deal well with the cold, so yeah. it was nice to get out of out of there. So, so then, what? A couple of years later, you come back to San Diego. Yeah, then we came back to San Diego, uh, and then we stayed there. My parents are still there, San Diego. Yeah. So, so did you go to high school in San Diego? Yes, the same high school that Tom DeLong of Blink One Eighty Two went to. Oh, oh, he's from San Diego. I thought they were from, from like Orange County. No, they're uh, Blink One Eighty Two started in Poway, California. Where's so that? Uh, it's like north. San Diego, north suburbs. Like Carlsbad? Uh, close. Oh, okay. That general area. So, but how old is that guy? He's he's like five years older than you? No, Tom's in his 40s. Is he 40? Yeah. I thought he was in his 30s. I'm, no. I'm like still in like the 90s right now. Uh, so that was like the main thing in high school. Like Tom DeLong went here. Yeah, right down there is really into to Blink because yeah. of that reason. And that's how you became a fan of Blink? Yeah. Yeah. I'm obsessed with Blink when I did. I'm more obsessed with Tom DeLong specifically him yes yeah he's my he's my idol why though I, there's something about him i don't know i just i fell in love with his uh his character his persona i like mm. the way he's grown from being the like jackass in blink 182 runs around naked and now he does this like serious kind of music that uh, people make fun of but i kind of love it the the angels and airwaves yeah. like kind of like kind of almost emo type music yeah it's kind of like a new like emo he's going a little techno oh yeah uh, very spacey he's trying to do like u2 and the cure oh okay so did you want to be like tom or did you just like idolize him no i wanted to be like tom for a while I, did you pick up guitar and uh i've tried to pick up a couple instruments i do not have a musical bone in my body no. i would give anything to be able to i just i don't have it just to just to play the guitar i mean i, I can like play it but yeah. not well but did you just give up or did you? No, did you, I mean, I you... still have a guitar at home and I, it's just, I'm not, <laughs> it's hard to find the time now. Um, cause I feel bad playing the guitar at night. Oh, okay. and, like, roommates. I, yeah. I mean, my roommate doesn't care, but I get self-conscious about like, what if the people below me can hear? Why are you so like worried about everything? I don't know. It's like a neurotic mess. <laughs> I sometimes. Yeah. Sometimes. You just need to relax. Yeah. I'm good. I'm... Do, you, do you smoke weed? Uh no, I have yeah. in the past, but uh, same thing—the all or nothing. Oh, it's, it was, you go, yeah. But do I, did, does that? Do you get in your head more with that, or do you like relax? You're really with lazy. That? Okay, like a lot of people I know do that to get like creative. Yeah, I just get like 
I just want to sit here and stare at the wall. Okay, you so say you do, and then you think about like random shit. No, I mean, I I just get really lazy and I just go to bed. I mean, it's not yeah, like I sleep, my mind shuts off. That's nice, but I I need I like to be busy. Oh, okay, you, you were like, just saying you like to be busy too. I said that. Maybe it was in the podcast I was listening. Yeah, to. that's always <laughs> the weird thing when you like listen to. I, yeah, I feel like I was having this conversation with you, but <laughs> you were just listening. I to was a conversation. listening to a conversation you had. No, you told somebody that you like to stay busy. Yeah, I like to because I feel like. Uh, well, you mentioned it before when you were unable to find a job. That I had, I was in the same position too. Around my like twenty four, mm-hmm. twenty three to twenty four, I couldn't find anything, and I want to stay active, and I get really depressed or upset with myself if I'm not doing something. Yeah. So even like um, even going somewhere, I need to feel productive. I can't go on a vacation because I can't enjoy myself because I feel like I'm not doing anything. Luckily, you can bring your. This like doesn't look like a big setup for the podcast. You can podcast on vacation. Right? Yeah, but it's not. But it's not really a vacation because I'm working. Yeah, but it's it, like the whole shtick, though. You're like on the beach podcasting. Yeah, you know? but uh, <laughs> what am I going to say? Like, hey, welcome to uh, Maui. We're going um, yeah, we l- to listen to the fun name for that. Like <laughs> vacationing with vacationing with. I don't know. Yeah, I'll think but, I'll text you later. But come I, up with a name. Like uh, people have asked, like, if I like to travel, I don't really like to travel because I don't get anything out of it because I don't feel productive with it. Yeah. Do you feel the same way or do you do you like do you enjoy going out? Uh I've I've done a little bit of traveling that I I mean I've traveled for for work more than any other like recreational traveling. So that's I what that's I like. kind of the yeah. Yeah. Uh I've, the past like year I was in Singapore and New York and Vermont. I'm like Oh shit. Yeah, going around, but I was like working, so it was nice to like see this stuff but be able to Yeah. You're getting work. something out of it. Yeah. Or you're like, yeah, something is coming out of this. So instead of just you, like, I can't just sit on a beach and just lounge because yeah. I feel like I'm not doing anything. Get antsy. Yeah. That's So that's what you do. Yeah. Yeah. You sleep at night? I do. Yeah. So you're able to, like, shut off at night and then go to bed. Or do you, like, wake up and you're like, fuck, I, I forgot something? Uh, No. I, I have a lot of nightmares. I don't know why. I, really? I tend to sweat a lot in my sleep. I've been known to, like, scream in my sleep. You have the night terrors like Makuga? Does Makuga get night? Well, he gets night terrors because he watches you guys play those <laughs> VR games with him. No, but I think I don't know if it stems from like scary movies or just him in general. Like yeah. he like has night terrors where like he'll scream in the middle. Why of the is night. he so scared? He's he's like a a tough guy. Yeah, you, what's you would think like yeah. he could take care of himself, but I don't I, I don't know. It's that's his own th- issue. So, but <laughs> Have you, you had, had him on the show. Yeah, he was uh, he was like one of the first. Okay. I think I haven't made it that far back in the catalog. Yeah, it's there's too many. Yeah. Uh, no, he, I think he was right after Ellis. All right. Yeah. That's the problem with podcasts. Like everybody's been telling me, get into podcasts, get into podcasts. I want to, but it's like I don't have t- like physically have time to listen to. Yeah. Because like at work, when I'm like editing, I can't listen to a podcast because I got to be like to listening edit. to. Yeah. Yeah. And that like the only time I can do it is like driving home, but I don't live that far away. It's like yeah. tough to be able to listen to something where i don't need to listen to yeah but you don't have like like around the house if you're like doing dishes or like cleaning the or problem something. like I've, I've tried doing that but then like i get distracted mm. and it's like i have a hard time like hearing it over the dishes and then i'm like wait what they say i want to hear everything so i have to rewind i'm always like, oh, rewinding you're like that it's just hard yeah. like i get it's hard to hear over the yeah i'm know. the same way like like people can like if i'm playing if a show's going on people leave the room and then come back. Oh, and, it kills me. Right? Yeah. Like, how do you not know? Like, do you want me to pause it? Yeah. Like, no, no, it's fine. I was <sighs> like, but you're missing yeah. this, what leads to this and leads to that. Like, how do you? And especially if you like work in some kind of production, you like understand that like 
they're not just like throwing away lines here. Like everything's there for a reason. Yeah. And if know? they didn't need it to be, they would be cut out. Yeah. Yeah. That, that annoys the hell out of me. I'm like, oh, I'll yeah. pause it here. Then I'll come back. And then, because then they'll mention something an hour later. And they're like, when did they talk about that? It must have been when I was in the bathroom. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Do, do you have, uh, so you can focus on stuff, but have you, have you like thought about like ADD or something? Like you've had that? Uh, no, I don't think I have like, I, I don't feel like my like, attention's like. Like all over the place? Like you're able to focus. Yeah. But you don't like lose focus and like go somewhere else and like. No, I, I mean, I. I I think I've got like a nice like. I can focus on something when it's important. Oh, okay. Right? I don't know. <laughs> so anything not important, you just like yeah, that's forget like about that, that all or nothing thing. Is like applies to everything. It's like I don't like a lot of bands, but like the music that I do, like Tom DeLonge, I'm like obsessed, gonna follow him on tour. You oh, know, it's okay. Like movies, I don't like a bunch of them, but the kinds I do, I'm all into it. Activities, friends, mm-hmm. whatever. I don't have a ton, but I just kind of like your core group. Yeah, or yeah. like, yeah, whatever it is, I just like to focus on like a small amount of stuff. Ah. And then anything that I like, I'm like lukewarm about, I just, I, you know. Yeah, you just makes you drowsy just yeah. listening about it. Listening, yeah. yeah. So, so let's go back to high school. Okay. What, were you like the Tom DeLong punk kid in high school? Uh, no, uh, for, for part of it, I was, uh, emo was really big when I was in it. Yeah, you were tw- you're 29. So you, you graduated 2007? 2007, yeah. yeah. So yeah, That was uh, the year of the, the Black Parade, My <laughs> Chemical Romance. Yeah, that, yeah. Was, that, that was the, what I was all into. That was peak emo years. Peak emo years. And I had Warped the, Tour uh, was the biggest thing in the world. Straight hair over the, the eyes. I was wearing the eyeliner to school. Oh, you had that? I did. Wow. I, you woke I, up every morning, applied eyeliner. I did it in my car. I'd sit in my car, listen to Rise Against, and put my eyeliner on before <laughs> going in. Yeah. And what did that did that continue outside of high school or did you just like give it up in high school? Uh, no, I kind of gave it up. Yeah. Then you go off and it's just like too much work to right. Yeah, that's what that's what I I noticed about like punk kids. They try to rebel against everything, but then they end up being their own kind of uniform. Yeah, like their own thing is like eyeliner, stud belts, and oh yeah, I was there. Jean jackets or not yeah. uh, like leather jackets and stuff. So that was all you. That was the uniform. I, I, wasn't, I mean, but not that cool. I definitely wasn't cool? that cool. With the, with the, I tried. I did my best with like the local hot topic. You know, yeah, I didn't yeah. have the nice leather jacket or anything. <laughs> then the My Chem t-shirts. And oh everything. yeah, yeah. You were all that was all you. Oh yeah, yeah. So did you have like a, like a group of friends like that, or were you like all over the place? Uh yeah, I mean I had like my best friend in high school was on the football team. Oh, you uh, had a jock friend. Yeah, wow. I used to. I was on the football team my uh, yeah. freshman and sophomore year of high school. What'd you play? Uh, the bench. Uh, yeah. Except yeah. you can't, they don't have benches for high school sports. You have you, to stand on stand. the sideline. Yeah. So you stood the whole game? Oh, yeah. I was, that was so bad. Never went in? No. Uh, Even if you're up like 20 points? They put me in for the, they used to do a, a fifth quarter. I don't know if you'd like. What's they, that? It's for like the freshman games. They do a fifth quarter after the game where it's basically let somebody come in and play. They like play uh, a fake quarter that doesn't matter so they can let all the people who never get to play play. A full quarter though? Uh yeah, like a fifteen minute fifth quarter. Really? Or maybe it was shorter. I don't. I don't I, remember. I, I've never heard of that. It's yeah. just so like everyone can like, hey, like you tried. Yeah, so you get yeah, you get out there once. Really? Yeah. And that was you. That was your fifth quarter, uh, Frank. Uh yeah, I went in like twice. Yeah. Yeah. But what 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 position? Uh, though? Wide receiver. So you you can catch a ball. No, I couldn't. That was <laughs> the, that was the whole thing. I was really really short uh, as a kid, and then I had like a growth spurt all at once. Like when middle school going into high school oh, okay and so I, it took me like a couple years to figure out where my you know my limbs were mm. so i was just i was clumsy couldn't catch a ball 
I feel like I do okay now, but so you can catch a football now. Yeah. Okay. So you had your growth spurt like sophomore after football and sophomore year? No, no, I was uh, like after middle school. Oh, so like okay. My, this was like during my growth spurt, so uh, like I wasn't used to how like, long my limbs were and uh, my hand-eye coordination was all off. Mm-hmm. Did Did you grow? Do you have a brother? I know you have uh, sisters. I've got two younger sisters. Just the just your younger sisters. Yeah. So like you couldn't play, practice with brothers or anything? No. Like you didn't have group of friends practice throwing football? No, I mean football wasn't like. A huge part of my life that was just that's just something that, yeah i was what? more into, i was always into like making movies in middle school high school oh so that um, was you you were like the the movie kid i was the movie kid yeah like the av club type kid uh yeah we had a it was digital media club they called it in high oh. school i but, took it every year i could yeah yeah well how'd you how'd you get into all that just uh i was like obsessed with dinosaurs as every kid was like yeah in the 90s wanted oh, to be Jurassic a Jurassic Park yeah well yeah I wanted to be a, a paleontologist I like had all the posters on my wall of dinosaurs toys everything and then I saw Jurassic Park my parents were watching it on tv or something and I just remember being like in awe of like these are the things I've been like looking at drawings in my book and like here it is alive on my tv yeah I want to be a part of that and then like around that same time my parents got a fancy new digital camera and so they gave me their old VHS camera like the giant one. Yeah, it was like you... as big as I was when I was like eight years old. Yeah. I put it on my shoulder and like film my toy dinosaurs in the backyard, like trying to recreate Jurassic Park. Oh, was it, was it like stop motion or was it like just... No, I, I didn't know how to do that. I just like put the camera down and like move the yeah. things and I was just like always filming everything. And and by yourself doing this? Yeah, I broke did... my sisters in when I could and then... Did you have a group of like little nerdy friends that can come uh, over? Like, like Yeah, shape? I tried to like get a little group going. Yeah. Were, did you have buddies that were into it? Uh, yeah, I mean, they weren't some... I think they just kind of, like, did it for me. Yeah. Uh, they were, I always made them be the actors, just get in there and... So you were directing as a kid? Uh, I was trying to. Yeah? I don't know if you call it directing. It's just like... Why not? Because you, you were uh, telling them what to do, and you're like, hey, you do here, go here, stand there. I mean, I was, like, directing them like you direct traffic, you know? <laughs> there was no, like... Yeah, but yeah. there was, like, some creative aspect to it. Oh uh, yeah. What were you like? What were the movies about? I was just whatever, whatever we had or were copying from TV. But uh, but I I'll... didn't. I didn't have a, a style back then. <laughs> and that's what you're asking. It was literally just okay. Now run around and like you go tackle that person and jump over that. You know. And uh, were you able to like edit it? Uh, so I didn't have. Uh, I used to put like headphones over the camera to play music and like uh, yeah. <laughs> try to edit in camera that uh, that way and then when i was like i want to say 12 or 13 uh my parents got me my first computer and it had uh iMovie on it oh nice and so i just i fell in love with that and i was like this is what i want to be doing i love this you loved editing yeah and then and it all stems from like jurassic park jurassic park was the one that uh set me on this path what was were there other movies that you got into later on uh edward scissorhands was like the one that made me like fall in love with what like jurassic park made me want to make movies edward scissorhands became like the thing that i wanted to make like that that helped yeah. put me on a path of like the like realizing what a style was and how you can like yeah yeah and you're like oh this is this is what i what movies can do yeah as opposed to just being like a movie yeah and you and that was your introduction introduction to tim burton uh no nightmare before christmas was uh, uh my early uh i loved that movie as a kid yeah and that so 
that is that how you came across Edward Scissorhands? Were you like, okay, Tim Burton did that, now he can do this? Yeah, I mean, I, I don't remember the first time I saw that. I just uh, remember always that was like, but Edward Scissorhands. Yeah, yeah. Then you had like a VHS, and you would just play it all the time. Uh, I had Nightmare Before Christmas on VHS. Edward Scissorhands. I remember having the DVD. Oh, uh, I don't remember, remember having the VHS of that. Is that like one of your first DVDs? No, I don't. I don't remember getting it. I just remember. Do you remember it. like uh, switching over to DVDs for the? first I do remember time? The, the very first DVD I ever watched. My my dad brought home this thing. He was like, "Check this out!" And it was uh, that remake of Lost in Space from like two thousand. The Tim Allen one, or no? That's Galaxy Quest. That's Galaxy Quest. Uh, Lost in Space. I, yeah, there's, yeah, there's a, yeah. And he put it in our computer, and we were like, "Oh my god, what is that?" <laughs> Oh, you played it on the computer. And like, yeah, and then, we didn't. We didn't have a DVD player. Yeah, that was the first DVD. But you could put it in the computer and then just skip forward like yeah, chapters. Like, you rewind it. This is crazy. That's how it was too. Yeah, my grandma was like, like she was the first one to get a DVD, and she's like, "How do we rewind it to put it back in its case?" And we're like, "You don't have to. Yeah, you just put it away." There's something like I do miss the like putting something in and starting it where you left off. Like that's not like I wish that they had that feature now, like on DVDs, of, like pick up from where you. They do. I, well, do they? I, on the Xbox, if I play something, uh, if I, I haven't, do, I haven't watched a physical DVD in so long. Yeah, it's well, I, well, on Netflix, you can like keep watching from where you left off. Yeah. So let's. Can you edit that part <laughs> out so I don't look like <laughs> that an you were idiot. wrong? Yeah. About yeah it. Let's let's take that out. <laughs> I'm the editor of this, Frank. You yeah, can't edit. Dang it. So um, I want to get into your editing stuff. Like um, you're really trying to lose your subscribers here. This I'm going to lose it yeah. all. Yeah. Whatever. I don't need subscribers. Right. I don't need my brand. Is this going on the the YouTube channel? Do you have a podcast feed? Oh, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll figure it out All later because right. there's so many feeds now. Let's subscribe to this and that and, and find it on this it's channel. It's a little bit out of control. It's too much. The Wangers are on Spotify now, I saw. They're on Spotify. Yeah. And uh, Amateur Hour Films is the YouTube channel. Yes. And the Wanger Show is on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts. <sighs> so much to keep. There's too many. Yeah. Yeah. And that's just one thing. We used to be on the Schmo's No Feed. I, yep. And before that, or no, during that, like you had to subscribe to that feed and then find our show on that feed. I was subscribed to the the Schmoes No YouTube page, oh, and okay. then I kept getting like all these subs- up- updates from like Roka's ten podcasts, and I was like, <laughs> "This is too much." I had to unsubscribe. <laughs> oh, you didn't like? Uh, uh, I could top, only see so many Outlaw Nation and Outlaw Top Nation, Ten, and top it was like <laughs> enough, Roka. Uh, Take a break. Do something else? Uh, no, he would appear like on the Schmodown Rundown or something. Yeah, yeah, but. Uh, what else? Let's let's talk about. Uh, so, out of, out of high school, what did you want to do? You want to be an editor? That was your that was your calling. Uh, no, I wanted to be a, a director. Um, so, so you like directing? Why do you Why do you say like uh, I did? Well, I I mean that was like I wanted to be the next Tim Burton, uh, and that was kind of like what I wanted to do. Uh, and then uh, I kind of went down that path for a while and realized, like realistically, I'm I'm probably not the best mm. fit for that role. Just what? because I, it's just I, like you, you do have to be more of a people person, I think, to yeah. to handle a lot of that stuff. And I realized that editing, I fit a lot more in mm. and I could do I could put a lot of that creative effort that I thought you needed to be a director for into editing mm. and kind of shape stuff just from a different different angle. Yeah. Yeah. With, with as a director, like you're all you're not just creating the thing you're like. You're taking care of the people. Yeah. And, and I was like, I liked the the part of like, you know, working with the story, working with the actor, figuring that out. But then there's the whole, like, yeah, like you said, it's a, 
you're like a babysitter for, yeah. or and you're kind of just like in charge of the crew and everything. And yeah, you, and I'm not really, I'm not really about like, that. Like a leader type thing. Yeah, like taking charge and just like, all right, you stay here, you go here, and and then this guy, where's the sound guy? Do that. Yeah, you don't, you can't handle all that at once. Uh, I mean, I've I've tried it. It just it wasn't. I don't think it was for me. No. Yeah. So you like getting like. So, but do you get upset when something gets handed to you as an editor and you're like missing stuff? Uh, yeah, but then I think that's part of the fun of like, that's my job to figure out how to, how to fix it. Okay. So you, you try to think of creative ways to go edit around like missing coverage. Yeah. And I think that's one of the cool things, or I mean, one of the benefits to like having grown up just like shooting stuff with my friends nonstop. Cause like everything we shot was horrible. <laughs> so I, I like. The way I kind of learned how to do all this was learning how to, like, figure out how to deal with all the mistakes we made because we didn't know what we were doing when we were shooting. Yeah. And so now, like, when I actually, somebody hands me footage that's, like, somewhat decent, it's a lot easier. Because yeah. I feel like I've been, like, training with, like, heavier weights of, like, yeah, even, not even, like, the stuff I used to do. Like, when I first got to LA, I was doing uh, all kinds of freelance jobs for a couple years of, like, Craigslist and just, like, the stupidest, stupidest, worst freelance jobs you can imagine where like they give you this stuff and i'm just like oh i've got i've gotten so many things i can uh, imagine yeah I, i've i've gotten things where it's like can you edit this together and it's like they give me a whole video track with no audio yeah and i'm like how do, there's no audio here i can't fucking yeah, yeah but just do like the audio thing to it it's fun yeah just like fix yeah. it in post i'm like but there's no line there's no coverage of you saying this line yep so i can't do that and yeah. it's just a nightmare that's what for me i would i would just like to go back and like try like if I did direct it myself, I would be the one to blame. Yeah, you know, I'd just get mad at myself. But learn from it, and going forward, fix it as a director. I don't know how you do the the audio things. Like a whole, I get so nervous about audio. I I don't like I don't <laughs> like the audio stuff. What do you What do you mean? Like like you, like because uh, I've I've like worked audio stuff on like student films before, and like. Mm-hmm. I just, I don't, it's nerve wracking, like trying to like get the levels and oh, yeah, yeah. I can't imagine myself ever like sitting down and like trying to edit this audio. Uh-huh. Uh, something about it just like, I don't know how uh, somebody makes that their passion or uh, uh, what my main focus. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, I mean, I guess you'd say that about anything. I just, yeah, like, for me, that's, it's, it's tough uh, if you don't have like the right equipment and uh, you don't have uh, people who have been doing it for a while. So, like, when actors, like, uh, amateur actors, they'll, like, go quiet and talk, like, quiet. And then they'll mm. get loud real quick. And if you don't have compressors and all these all this mm. equipment, like, it'll just sound like a jumbled mess. Or people who don't know how to use a microphone and all that. And How, that, how am I doing with the mic? You can get it's a little okay. bit closer. Okay. Oh, yeah. See? I'm, right. I'm learning. Or move it to the edge of the table. I'm learning. Yeah. See all how right. much louder you that. sound? Yeah. Why didn't you tell me this? Well, I, you got to direct me. Well, see, look, now I can turn you down because you're so loud. Oh, look at that. So, yeah, but uh, but stuff like that. But but I I get around it. I because me with me I'm like a control freak, where I I'm just like writing the levels constantly. Yeah. So even like with Collider Live, people are like talking loud and being quiet and stuff, and I'm just like there writing the levels. But in a professional setting, you don't have to do that because you have the equipment to compress yeah. it and limit it and all that. But so now when you when you get a when you get to work on a job where they do have all that gear because you train doing this you're just going to be like yeah it's smooth it's, sailing yeah and proper lobs that work yeah, yeah. that don't cut out if there's like something radiating Somebody's nearby using a phone 3 blocks away yeah, yeah. all that oh great stuff you can tell when like someone's like a great actor because they 
they're they're whispering but like stage whispering they're not like actual whispering like they're like hey guys like actual like they're consistent with their levels like it's not just like emoting with their faces they're like acting with their their levels so can you hear me if i whisper like this does this work yeah see i would have to like bump that up yeah. and then i would get noise and all that yeah there you go but I, I i don't know if you listen to the the podcast where i talk i just got into audio stuff because of comedy stuff no i didn't hear the story let's uh, hear it i'm interviewing you now how'd you that, get into audio <laughs> uh i took a class on pro tools nice college and uh in college i was by myself a lot i lived on my own so i listened to podcasts just to like have some background noise i listened to mark Marin a lot have you listened to his podcast do you know who he is at all? I didn't know what a podcast was, I think, until like three years ago. I don't know how this happened, but people are saying like, if you listen to podcasts, like, I don't know what that is. You didn't know it was a thing. Yeah. So you were doing this back in 2004. Oh, no, no 2008. Two, th no, 2013 is when I started. Let me, hang on, let me check that math. All right. Yeah. yeah 2013. Yeah. Okay. Well, because that, that was, I graduated high school in 2008 and then I went to community college for a couple of couple years. And then once I got into like Cal State Northridge is when I got into podcasts. And then with that, I just started my own like a year later. Because after I took that audio class, I was like, I'll buy an audio. So you've been doing this for like five years? Uh, on and on. All right. Yeah, yeah. Was it always called Don't Be a Beardo? No. The first ever podcast that I did was called This Is Awkward. That's a good name. Yeah, because I was an awkward guy. Yeah. And uh, I, did, I started with interviews because uh, I didn't know what else to do. And I like the Mark Marin approach. He just interviews people, comics, mostly mm -hmm. comedians, and uh, the Howard Stern approach, where he just interviews like long form, hour and a half interviews. I am not a fan of the current iteration of Howard Stern with his like celebrity interviews. Are, are you? Do you listen to him? Like I used in in like high school, uh -huh. uh, the E show. Yeah, network, like that was that was the big thing. Yeah, yeah. and we'll listen. I watched that because I had a TV in my room. I'd watch that every night. This yeah. is before like we had the internet where you could like. Watch porn. Yeah, watch porn. That like was the closest you could get. The yeah, like yeah. Girls Gone Wild commercial would come on during yeah. that and it'd be like, oh man, this is crazy. Then you see titties. Well, they were blurred out. They were but blurred, like, but you like can barely imagine. Barely on the nipples. And now, because like, I have serious in my car, like I, I just I can't listen to the. You don't like his interviews now? No. Why not? And I, I mean, I get that he like you got to grow up, and he's like an old, he's an old man now. He doesn't want to be like doing the same shit. Yeah, he's not gonna be like so. Tell like, me about the pussy you're smashing all the yeah, time. It's just yeah. it's boring to me now. It, some of the interviews can get boring, but it depends on the guests. I think if if I didn't used to listen to him mm -hmm. and like I was just discovering this, I'd be like, oh yeah, that's a cool interview. But yeah. there's always that like, this used to be really fun, and I used to watch this and be like, oh shit, this is crazy. Yeah, and are you like, like the you like oh it used to be better? Like, yeah, you, the good old days. And used I, to yeah, be. that's like a not a good way to think of it, but it's <laughs> it's hard not to. Yeah. Oh yeah, those levels are high. I'm did, a little too close that? to the mic no, now. Now you get as close as you want. I can turn you oh, down, man. But uh, uh, no, because it depends on who he has. Like if he has Gwyneth Paltrow on and they don't, there's not much to talk about. Yeah. He's just kind of jerking her off. Like, oh, you're great in this movie. And like, but if he has like, he had Norm MacDonald on recently. Yeah, I was listening to that. And it's great because yeah. Norm MacDonald's hilarious and he's just like, not like nonsensical and everything. That was fun. I'm not into what's happening to him right now. What do you, what do you mean? Norm MacDonald. He's being like raked over the coals right now. You don't like what's going on with him? No, I feel bad. Yeah. Because he was misquoted. Well, he wasn't misquoted. Like people, like he did an interview in the Hollywood Reporter, and then someone from a different magazine went in and said, "Like, well, Norm Macdonald's saying this about this people," and then everyone freaked out, and yeah. then they canceled his Fallon appearance. Everybody's too quick to. Everybody's just too quick to freak out now. It's just like, every, yeah, take a minute. Let's, let's yeah. think about this. So you don't you don't like that? You like 
like give him a chance to speak. Yeah, I think that it's everything's just too quick now. Yeah, you know. Well, that's a, that's what like uh, I don't know if it worries me, but in general with like Collider Live, if like someone because it's a live show and you you can't edit it, you can. Sorry, excuse me. You can um, take it out later, but it's yeah. already on YouTube. But if someone said, yeah, what's that? Which isn't to say that like if something. I don't want to like make this come off as I'm saying like there's like you're on his side or something. Yeah, I'm just saying like the the way everything moves so quick about like we got to cancel everything now, lose the show. Let's yeah, you know, pretend this person doesn't exist now. Yeah, it's like a mob mentality type thing. That's what what with Collider Live. If someone says one wrong thing, then everyone's like boycott that show and like get rid of it. It's over and like and then we're all out of jobs because yeah, someone said one one wrong thing and someone on Twitter. And and then it, it always happens where, like, the person who sets up the boycott didn't listen to the show. They yep. heard someone or they read what someone got from the show, like something out of context, like what happened with Norm MacDonald. Yeah. Like, people are freaking out about what a magazine said about his interview in a different magazine. Yep. So it's just all nonsense right now. I didn't realize that there's a boycott on In-N-Out until the other day. Copster was like, oh, you, you want to go to In-N-Out? I yeah. was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, it's been less crowded since there's a boycott. Has it really been less crowded? I, according to him. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, but you didn't know about that? We talked about it in Collider Live. You're... I, I didn't listen that day. I forget uh, what. I've guy. listened most days. Yeah. But uh, uh, yeah, because they, they're conservative, they're conservative company and they... But they... I thought everybody knew that. They like the bottom of their cups have like... John 316 five, yeah. on it. Yeah. <laughs> you would think, but people are pretty stupid. Because <laughs> it's... But I don't know if there was like a tipping point where like they were they were conservative, but... All of a sudden, now they're donating to like the RNC or something. It's also just like it's a it's a fast food company. Like yeah, just like, eat the food. Yeah, <laughs> and it's everything's just like everyone's just taking sides of everything. Like the yeah. whole Nike thing, the whole flag. The thing. world is very gray. We don't need to make everything so black and white. Of like yeah, and it's all it's all dumb because in the end we're all losing. Yeah, because like if Nike, there's no. There's no dialogue. Yeah. It, it just turns into like a a shouting match of boycott this, boycott that. Yeah. You know, there's no, you can't even like talk about it to figure it out. Yeah. There's no reasoning. It's like, well, tell me like why you want to do this and why I shouldn't do that. And what, what can come out of this? It's just like, you suck. I'm not going to eat your food anymore. Yeah. Or like the Nike thing, like you support this guy who doesn't support cops. And then it just becomes a shouting match. And then who wins? Nike just wins because they get more people to buy their money out yep. of or to buy their products just to spite the people who don't want to buy their products. It's a mess. So we're, and I also just don't care about any. I think what bothers me about all this, me, like the the boycotts, the like people getting outraged. I don't care about like either side. I just get like upset that that's all you hear about now is like yeah. Copster just got me on Twitter like a couple months ago. I go on it and it's just like, holy shit. You're like, yeah. Why is, a- everybody, why is everybody so angry about everything? That's all it is on Twitter. It's just shouting match. And then I, I unfollowed a couple comedians on Twitter too because it just became them saying the same Trump jokes over and over again. It's like, really? Like, this is your career now? You're yeah. just doing Trump jokes over and over? And it's like, why? Like, there's other shit to talk about. So, but when did you get on Twitter last year? No, Copster made a, Copster made a Twitter for me. Because he was going to run it like a fake account because I didn't have one. The Frank the Editor account. Yeah. I guess, yeah, that was last year. Mm-hmm. And then I ended up using it myself like a couple months ago. Does he still have the password? Like he can still no, log I in? No, changed, I changed that <laughs> shit. <I'm> not, <laughs> I got nervous. I don't know. So what made you not want to go on Twitter? Uh, no, I just, I had never. 
never thought about it. Yeah, I've always like been very sparsely into social media. Instagram yeah. was the only one I really liked because it was like pictures. Yeah. Um, no real harm again. Like it's just a photo of like yeah my food. It's just yeah I like taking yeah. pictures and stuff. Yeah. So, but then you get on Twitter, and now is it on? Like you have the app on your phone. Uh, yeah, because I was using it uh, for work. To I needed to like contact some people to shoot some interview stuff with. Oh, and I found it actually was helpful to like use Twitter to contact people that didn't have like an email address online. Yeah, that's that's a good thing too. Yeah. That's like that's how why how you or that's why I still use Facebook because I'll get like random job requests through there. Like really. Like online, people will say, hey, I need a sound guy for a comedy right. sketch shoot this weekend. And then someone will just like tag me on it. And they're like, hey, are you available this weekend? Like, yeah, I'm available this weekend. Nice. Yeah. So that's that's what Facebook is for are me. You, uh, you available this weekend? This I do weekend, have a, I think I'm busy. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. all right. I don't know. I'm, I, uh, I'm a busy guy, Frank. Are you? <laughs> Not really. All right. Well, with Collider Live now, now I'm more busy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this isn't about me. It's about you, Frank. Yeah, it could be about both of us. Nah, no one wants to hear about me. Nah, nobody wants to hear about me either. No, they know they like you. You're yeah. a, you're a you're a well known guy. You're well known a, guy. You're a, well. You're you're all over the Collider Live, uh, the thumbnails, the feeds. I, I don't think I've been in a single <laughs> thumbnail. <laughs> well, you go. We got to put you in a thumbnail. All right. Um. So uh, let's go back. Did you did you go to college? Uh, I dr- I'm a film school dropout. Yeah. What film school? Uh, I went to uh, Chapman in Orange County. You got into Chapman and you left Chapman. I was I was. Not in a good place there, and I yeah. I needed to. I think I just needed to get away because I'm from San Diego. Orange County is only an hour and a half. Yeah, and I was just like, I'm still growing up. Well, you were uh, not in a good place in San Diego or during film school. Uh, just I mean, at the end of high school, I was like, I was a mess. And why? Then, why were you a mess? Were you going through some shit? Uh, yeah, I was just going through some like mental stuff that I didn't like understand, and then just that's part of being, you know, eighteen. Uh, like girlfriend stuff or family drama or do you not want to talk about it? We can move uh, on. No, it's, I was just, I started getting really depressed uh, at the end of high school. Uh, I didn't understand what like depression was. I mm. was thinking that like when you're depressed, it's because of a reason. It's so, like mm. feeling, didn't understand it. Went to college and I just, I wasn't loving it there. Um, and I also, I, I didn't have like a, a creative voice or whatever at the time. I was just like, I, I didn't, it would have been a waste, I think, if I had gone the full four years there. Mm, You're still uh, developing? Yeah, I just, I, I didn't get, I like watched all these other people there that just seemed to get it. Yeah. Uh, like, you know, make a short film for this class and I'd like try and then I'd watch it and I was like, this isn't, it's not, there's nothing special about it. And then I'd watch like, you know, there's like one or two people in each class who are doing something that's like really special. And I'm like, damn it. Yeah. Um. Right. Like how did they do? It? And but those are the guys who like grew up with it and like grew up with all the equipment and like yeah. I just it, but it was it was more about that. Just like they had a, a style that uh, you could like. It was like these people know they know something that I'm not like that I'm not doing yet. Yeah. Um. And so I dropped out. Wait, uh, what, what year? Freshman year, sophomore? Uh, my sophomore year, I dropped out. What was the what was like the defining defining moment where you're like, okay, this is it? Was it after a semester or was it during a semester? No, I just I did the two years there and I just I wasn't I didn't feel like I was growing mm. as like an artist. Um and I don't know why it's, I, th- I was up in San Francisco to I had a friend who went up there and I was visiting them once and I was like, I love the city. And then one time I was just like, Yeah, I there there was no defining moment. I just realized that the, this wasn't for me. 
And so, so I moved to San Francisco to go to like a, a trade school up there. Okay. So because because of your trip to San Francisco, you're like, okay, there's more outside of just yeah, this Yeah, I think I school. just needed to get out of like mm. Chapman's in like a sleepy sleepy little Orange County town. It's very quiet. Yeah. It's uh is there, is there like kind of partying going on there? I don't see like uh, maybe, but I I mean I didn't You weren't a you didn't go out? No, I not I'd, a sociable guy. No, I just, I just I didn't I didn't fit in with that the Chapman crowd i guess at the time were they like preppy white boys white guys probably yeah i think if i if i like could go back and go to chapman now i'd learn a lot yeah. going to film school but just at the time i wasn't i wasn't getting out of it what i what you wanted yeah but and, you, that, and that was on me it's not like they weren't it wasn't like oh it's a terrible school no that's yeah. like one of the best film schools yeah in the country i just but I, there, there wasn't a teacher that like inspired you or like had the no. same passion and like you saw that no, I, I I was just going through the motions there. Oh. Um, and then I, I went to this like bullshit trade school in San Francisco that it's like anybody can get in. Yeah. Um, and I was like the only person who like had any experience. Everybody else there was like like a 40 year old person who had like done been a realtor and they wanted to like be a filmmaker now. You know, it's just uh. like a bunch of people or like some kids at a high school. It was just it was like, a, you know, a mess of people. And I felt like I up there, even though like I learned nothing from the school, I felt like that's where I like I figured out what I was doing, and I started to grow as a like editor, filmmaker, director, artist up there. That was the trade school was like specifically film school. Yeah. Okay. It was the the San Francisco School of Digital Filmmaking. Wow. Yeah, it was in, bullshit. <laughs> but did, so did you like did you did you graduate from there and then you move on? Yeah, or? I mean they after a year oh, okay. they just give you a little fake piece of paper that you can certify but i there was a teacher there that i i did kind of get like form a bond with he became like a mentor and then he moved down to la and so when i came down here i was like working with him nice yeah so at a, right from san francisco you came to la yeah so i was up in san francisco for like a year and a half and then i was i was looking for places up there i was like i guess i'll just like live up here and figure it out and like people are shooting commercials up here and then uh, uh my best friend texted me randomly he's like let's move to la because he was in san diego working on music stuff and i was like all right let's do it uh -huh. and so we just met in la moved together well how are, how are you paying rent and stuff what are you doing for work isn't san francisco like one of the most expensive places uh, i was i was very fortunate to have my parents were helping me out oh they were helping when i was up in san francisco they were, yeah. they were like oh this fuckhead just dropped out of school and no they were i i i should be dead or living on the street, or like, the only reason I'm still here right now is like, I've got the most supportive parents like anybody could ask for. So they've been supporting you your whole life, where it's like, they, they believe they saw something in you. They're like, this guy is passionate about filmmaking, let's support him until he gets here, he makes it. Uh, yeah, they've, they they were helping me out when I was up in school up there. And Wow. Yeah. Look at you. Yeah. Yeah, very fortunate. You didn't I I wouldn't argue for a second about that. So don't fuck it up is what I'm saying. Oh, and I have. But yeah. <laughs> um, I think I got it. I think I got it this time. Yeah. So so but you didn't work in San Francisco when you were just going to you were strictly going to school. Yeah. Yeah. And then your buddy texts you, says, Let's move to LA. What's your first place in LA? Uh we moved to Studio City, mm -hmm. uh, which is still the best place I think I've ever lived. I didn't know how good I had it. Why is that? Was it just quiet. Studio City is just amazing. It's yeah, what? it's quiet. It's uh, kind of like in the the valley. There's stuff going on, but it's not like Hollywood. Yeah, I love Studio City. So you got there, got like a two bedroom with your roommate. 
moved in then then what i started doing a bunch of freelance jobs this is where you're editing you were like going on craigslist at the time and just craigslist there's there's a couple other webs mandy i think oh, is yeah. the other. yeah in, indeed yeah yeah so i was just doing like whatever freelance jobs i could i worked at macy's for a while okay can was, you what's that i was i was really good at yeah. macy's were you like a, like a salesman I'm an excellent full clothes folder uh, salesman yeah can you do like the the nine to five uh, well, that's what I'm doing now. Oh yeah, um, but I, I, I can't I, see you in like a regular like office setting. I can no, see, yeah. You think anybody's gonna hire me <laughs> with your tattoos yeah, and you, your haircut? Yeah, yeah. But I, because I, yeah, you seem like the creative type, and like if you're just like in a like a typical op- office setting, you would just go nuts, probably. Yeah, but I, yeah, so I, I did a bunch a bunch of freelance stuff, and mm-hmm. yeah. but, so then after the freelance is that's when you got Collider. Uh, I mean, I've, I've been here since 2011, so I've been here seven years Whoa. in LA. Yeah. Damn. Uh, I got hired two and a half years ago at Collider. So for like five years, I was doing... Just strictly freelance. Were your parents... A lot of freelance. Were your parents still helping you out at the time? Uh, there, there were a couple times that yeah. I... You go back to them and say... Hey. I was, yeah, like the freelance. Didn't, yeah. Because uh, that's what I'm worried about. Freelance is like, you don't know when your next job is. You don't know if you'll get paid. And then if you do do a job, someone can just be like, oh, I don't feel like paying you. Yeah. I I don't think I could ever go back to doing yeah. a freelance job after. Have you had nightmares of like the guy refused to pay you or something? Uh, it's, it's been a while since I've had freelance nightmares. but <laughs> No, but like, like, no, like actual in, like in a real story? life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, I don't think I've ever had somebody flat out refuse to pay me. Uh-huh. Uh, but I've, there's, I mean, usually I was, I was getting paid like dirt. Yeah, cheap like 10, freelance is not fun it's like 10 bucks an hour yeah yeah so you're lucky to get like a hot meal or something yeah yeah but uh in studio city you go out a lot or no uh yeah i, I yeah i went out a little bit what's your scene because uh you you all you have the shtick of uh when after the wanger show you said you're going to a sexy pool party oh i did go to a sexy pool party that, that was a real I, thing that was it at my pool i had a. Uh, my girlfriend and she brought over a bunch of friends oh yeah it's a, a sexy pool party so was it really sexy or are you just calling it a sexy no, pool I was party? Just calling it a sexy pool it was just a pool party so is th- that's your scene you you just hang out by the pool or what's what's no your that's scene? the first time i've ever been to the pool at my place <laughs> i'm not i'm not a pool guy but so what's your scene you go to a bar know. you hang out you go to some brewery try new beers uh it depends i my scene changes a lot yeah um like right now, like I said, I'm I'm not drinking, so my scene's gonna change. I I don't know what it is right now. Uh-huh. It has been in the past, like going to a lot of bars. Uh, it's been it's been a lot of things. I've been yeah. yeah, for a while I was like really into fitness and like I was riding my bike to Collider and back, working out when I got home. Wow, yeah. just it changes. Yeah, you just those different moods. Yeah, You're just like oh, I'm into this, and now I'm totally over that. See, that's what, like, you have that personality where, like, you're 100% into something and then, like, you're not. Yep. That's what uh, worried me about, like, getting into filming or filmmaking. Like, yeah. how did you know, like, it wasn't just a phase and, like, you would get sick of it after a while? I guess just because I never, I never have. I've been doing this since I was, since I was, you know, eight years old. That's always been the, my oh. number one, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Okay. And I, that's never, that's, like, the one constant in my life that's never wavered. It's never like you never thought about like this. Maybe I shouldn't be doing this. No, because I, I mean, I, I don't think there's anything else I can do. You, you just want to be editing. 
yeah, at this yeah. point, I'd I'd like to be editing for the rest of my life. What's What's something that, like, what's your what's your dream job? Like editing. Uh, I want to edit documentaries. Oh, you like documentaries? Love documentaries, especially as an editor, because I feel like that's where an editor gets to, like, the thing I was saying, where like you get to direct as an editor. Yeah. In documentaries, you do a lot of directing as an editor. Well, because in documentaries, like, you just you get all this footage and you're crafting the story in the editing room. Yeah. Like, or do you have to work with a script though? I assume there's like some treatment or outline it, or something. It depends what yeah. the, some, some documentaries are, you know, semi-scripted. Some are literally just going out and shooting. Yeah. And, what's, what's like a good documentary that you, you've appreciated over the years? Uh, my favorite documentary of all time. And one of my favorite movies of all time is American movie. Have you seen that? I haven't seen or, that one. No, it's a late 90s i think it's about it's an amazing movie if you if you're into filmmaking at all mm -hmm. uh it's about this these this one guy i think he's in wisconsin or something in the 90s and he is obsessed with making he he wants to be a filmmaker and he wants to make this horror movie and this crew just follows him around and it's just the most like sad heartbreaking because he, he's not very good and he's uh, got no money and he's like L and everybody i've ever shown this to when they watch it the the first like half of the movie, they laugh at this guy. Uh -huh. Every every single time the reactions like this, they laugh at him for the first half. And then there's just a point like halfway through the movie where all of a sudden something starts to change and you just like fall so in love with this guy in the story and you're rooting for him so hard. Mm -hmm. It's so good. American movie. So so, But he's trying to make horror movies. He's like, trying to make a horror movie. Did, did he end up doing it? I, you I see the movie. Should I just watch the movie? You should watch it. Is it on Netflix or uh, No, Amazon? that one you got to, that's a, a deep dive. You got to. I got to find it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, King of Kong is another. Have you seen that one? No. Is oh. that like the making of the original? No, it's uh, it's about Donkey Kong, the oh, video game. Yeah, yeah. And uh, about the competitive world of video game. Uh, huh. Like, I guess now that's like not a big deal because they've got esports and it's like, a huge thing. Yeah. yeah. But like this is back in, I think, the early 2000s where like they they would have these competitions of people playing the old school arcade games. Mm -hmm. And so it's these older guys who have like, like memorized the Pac-Man pattern and like, you oh, know, they're, they're like playing these like games and it's about uh, Donkey Kong. Donkey Kong's like the hardest game in the world, the original uh -huh. like, arcade game. And it's this one, there's this rock star guy who's like, he's got the long hair and everybody <laughs> loves him, Billy Mitchell. Yeah. And like, he's the guy who set the high score. And then there's this, this dad living somewhere in the middle of the country who buys the machine he gets laid off from work and he buys a donkey kong machine and he's practicing in his garage and he beats the high score and it, it's this, this like this whirlwind of this like normal guy who's got like he's lost everything and he's trying to win this donkey kong competition yeah and and he he, he wins I, you gotta watch the movie why can't you just tell no, him i'm not gonna, gonna watch, watch the king it. of kong oh it's so it's yeah. one of the best documentaries what what makes a good documentary like like how can you tell like a good one from a bad one the editing or no i mean that's all subjective like a one makes a, a good movie for me the movies i, I like movies about like weird like off the beaten path people mm. um like the american movies about that like downtrodden weird filmmaker king yeah. of cons it's about this guy who's obsessed with playing Donkey Kong. I really like the devil and Daniel Johnston. If you've seen that. No. Uh, that's another. It's this guy who he makes music. He was making music in his basement on this little piano. It's like this. Oh, I can't even watch the devil and Daniel Johnston. All right. So that's what you like. You like people like movies about people that aren't 
like quote unquote normal. Yeah, a little bit off the beaten path. Yeah. And that's why you like the Edward Scissorhands movie because he is like treated as an outcast. Yeah. I've yeah. always yeah. What you've always what you've always like thought yourself of like an Edward Scissorhands? Uh I've I I don't think I've ever related to a character in a movie more than I have Edward from Edward Scissorhands. Why is that? Because like he's like quiet and people just like talk around him. Uh I mean with Tim Burton did so well in like his early movies until like 2005 and then he just turned into the worst <laughs> was it like the reason I gravitated towards his movies was most of his main characters were like these <clears throat> guys who like wanted to communicate with the world around them, but couldn't oh. like, there's always something like, you know, they, they Some, can't. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, they've got like a lot of heart, but they can't, they can't show it. Or yeah, like, like Edward Scissorhands literally can't love without hurting somebody. Cause he's got like, you know, like, but he, he doesn't does he talk in the movie uh he does but he just like he can't communicate his feelings or yeah i mean he's i mean like physically he can't like communicate too because he's got right. he can't like hug somebody without like yeah. piercing them yeah but what what else like what's a different character in a tim burton movie that you've you've seen like something similar um i think jack skellington even though that's not oh. technically a tim burton well movie. he wrote he wrote it right yeah yeah uh he's another character that just like doesn't fit into the like that's just the theme in his movies like characters who don't fit into the world around them. yeah character yeah so that that's what you enjoy uh yeah and that's what that's how you see yourself you're like i i don't really fit in but i'm i'm trying to be you know but are yeah, you do you want to fit in though uh no i mean i i'm, I'm all right but you don't like you know, at, a, at a certain point like you don't care about fitting in no right? I, I don't care about yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> what like you, like you, like uh, when when you get older, like well, in high school and stuff, you want to be like part of the cool kids and you want to be part of the cool group and mm-hmm. everything. But then after a while, you're just like, "Fuck those guys!" Like, why do I care so much about what they think? Why don't I just do whatever I want to do? I don't give a fuck, beardo. <laughs> that's that's how you are now. Yeah, that's your life now. Yeah, I try. Yeah, I try. You got friends like that that are just like kind of like eccentric and like uh, think Sim- like you. Am I eccentric now? I think you're eccentric. Hell? You're like, well, you're like this pirate guy. You're loving Johnny Depp. Oh, you I got love like, him so much. You got skull and crossbones on your I office. I love him so much. <laughs> Why do you love Johnny Depp so much? Edward Scissorhands or just... Edward Scissorhands and just... He's the embodiment of that Tim Burton character, like, mm-hmm. where he's just like this guy that doesn't necessarily fit in, but he's not trying to fit in. I just... I love him. I love him. <laughs> Why? I think he's like the most gifted artist as an uh, actor he's incredible uh i like his off-screen persona too even though he's got he's going through a thing right now the issues with yeah he's just uh he's he's just inspired me he's you know it's like tom DeLong and johnny depp <laughs> those are your like, guys yeah this is who you had on your wall in uh college uh yeah i had i had michael vick on my wall in high school oh you're really yeah was, well, why? Because I grew up in Georgia, and oh, I was yeah. really big into the Atlanta Falcons. And Michael Vick, to me, again, is another guy who didn't fit in with the NFL. If you, I, I learned from your Brett Sheridan podcast that you're not into sports. Well, I just know, like, Sorry, I, no, this is like the most I've talked in my life. Your I'm, mouth's drying out. Just <laughs> I take, got something in breath. my throat. This is take a breath. Uh, I just know Michael Vick. I don't know why you don't you think he doesn't fit in. I just knew like he wasn't like the typical quarterback. Yeah, I mean, not he didn't fit in the same way that Edward Scissorhands didn't fit in. But if we're trying to make a stretch to pull a theme together from all this, uh-huh. he definitely he like broke all the rules in terms of uh, how you play quarterback, and he was he went rogue. 
Like he was like he was the fastest quarterback. He was he was like one of the fastest people on the, the yeah. field, and he just like didn't give a fuck about the playbook, and he you know he just wing it. So that's the thing. Like, how do you cover a quarterback? Because quarterbacks just and they couldn't. Yeah, and, like because normally the quarterback doesn't cross the line of scrimmage, and so the only way they could get rid of him was to punish him for. Let me say that he did something horrible, and yeah. I don't condone for a second. You're you're not uh, uh, no, fighting it's for him. Absolutely horrible what he did. Yeah, but I think that a lot of people in the NFL have done a lot worse things and gotten less punishment because they weren't breaking the game the way that he was. So you think it was like kind of kind of like a conspiracy against him? I mean, you're, when you put it that way, it's like <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Well, yeah, like there is like other uh, football players have been caught like beating their girlfriends yeah. or something domestic violence. Yeah. And he's been caught with the dog fighting. Just a horrible thing. No, yeah. Yeah, it is. But you're saying like those people weren't as severely punished as he was. Yeah. So it was what you're saying is it's yes, it was a conspiracy against him. Because uh, he Colin was breaking it. Yes. <laughs> so that I mean, if you just want to like go straight up and defend him, it's fine. Oh boy, this is <laughs> I'm sweating. It's all right. Uh, so those are your those are your three guys: Tom uh, DeLong, Johnny Depp, Michael Vick. Yeah, I mean I've had like different guys. That for a while Jim Morrison was I wanted yeah. to be Jim. So you wanted to be a leading man, leading guitar. I think so. In yeah, a band that was your dream. I'd like to be. I'd like to be able to do yeah. that. It's not. It's just not my. That's not. That's not in the cards for me. Do you do you write stuff? Do you write like poetry or like lyrics or anything? Uh, yeah, I used to, I used to do it a lot more. Um, not so much uh-huh. anymore. But uh, I used to like write songs in my head, and I filled like notebooks with stuff that if I was a musician, this is what I'd what I'd be doing. You would compose something around it, yeah. and then try to develop something with it. But like you say, you have no talent for it's the guitar. Not, yeah, not really. Uh, but you, you don't do you know, play anything? No, I. Yeah. There's nothing here. No, no. But that's a lot. You guys lot. should see this place. It's it's incredible. It's, got instant guitars hanging on the walls. It's empty and shallow. <laughs> no, uh, uh, that's what a lot of people ask me because I do audio stuff. They're like, "Oh, that's are you a, are you a musician?" And I'm like, "No, I just like uh, funny stuff, and I like recording people saying funny stuff." But uh, I wish you're, good I, with the, you're quick with those sound bites on Collider Live. Yeah, yeah. You like the sound bites? I love the sound bite. <laughs> you did the one with Christian the other day when he was drinking, yeah. and it was timed perfectly. <laughs> or it was uh, first. It was him pouring the beer yeah, yeah. or that the, the Lacroix into the thing, and then uh, slurping it. How do you have them so fat? Do you have a like? Can you search for what you're doing, or you no. just know where everything is? I kind of know where. So I'll show you. It's it's in the bag over there. Yeah. It's it's all on like on a little tablet thing, so it's just labeled and. Once I develop, once I get more, it's going to be tough because I will have to like scroll back and forth. I wish I could just like search and just like tap it. Yeah. But no budget, you know, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I, I like, I like the drums. If I could play anything, it would be the drums. But again, like how you were saying, like you're self-conscious about like, oh yeah, drums are, how being, are you gonna... yeah, like how you can't play the drums in an apartment building. So I learned how to play the drums for a while because when a rock band came out, yeah. Um, I obsessively played that game yeah. and I actually learned how to play the drums playing rock band. Yeah. And like, I liked it so much that I looked up a guy, this was when I was at Chapman. I looked up a guy who gave drum lessons and I drove out to like his trailer and he was by the beach somewhere like twice a week. And oh, he had a this giant electronic drum set and I like took drum lessons for a couple months and I was loving it. I could get like the beat down and then it came to doing drum rolls. Uh-huh. And I spent like weeks going in every day. I could not, 
figure that out, and I got so frustrated. I was like, I can't do it. You can't do a drum roll? No, really? I can't. That was, that was the breaking point for oh, me. Oh, I got something to show you. You take over the conversation. Right All right, now. here right we go. Uh, whoa. I really hope you're going to edit this out. This is like dead air. Um, all right. How are you guys doing at home? I'm, whew, I'm floundering over here, Beardo. It's not dead air. We'll get it. All right. You better not edit out my, uh, my little. It's not. So, you'll be fine. All right. Look at this. Oh, shit. All right. Let me narrate to the viewers at home. We've got a drum pad signed by who? Signed by me. <laughs> uh, okay. Signed by you. Because, uh. In in high school, my buddy my buddy's dad was in a pretty well pretty well known uh, Mexican band. Do you know Luis McGill? His he was the drummer for that, and he was sponsored by like Zildjian. Wow! So he would get like free shit. But that doesn't explain why you signed it. I just I was just like you know I'm gonna be an awesome drummer, right. and I'm gonna sign this as my first drumo drumming pad and remo pad. All right. But uh, there we go. Look at this. Did you also sign the drumstick? No. But uh, I went to Slipknot. a Slipknot concert. Joey Jordan threw out his drumstick, and I caught it. Wow. Yeah. And you're going to drum with that? No, no. Oh, that's... you're just showing me. All right. You can't Here do the go. drum roll. Nope. Oh, he's good. He's real good. You can't do that? Nope. Let's see. Try. Wait, wait, wait. You got to do that. Oh, and now he's doing it like the marching band, the old school upside down arm. You got to do it like uh, in the air, though, so it sounds better. You can't do the drum roll. You, we've established that. Now you're just rubbing it in. Dang. Yeah, he's real good. I fucked around and because uh, let me let me hear you do the drum roll. It's because the whole thing is like you're supposed to let it fall and then yeah, you can do a little bit. No, you can't just do it consistently. You're holding them. You're holding them differently. Well, I'm like trying to go over the like, like that. No, like a like a drumstick. Yeah. Well, I'm, I got a microphone in front of me. I'm leaning over the table. Uh, when in middle school, I would say uh, 2003, 2002, one of my buddies was in in the uh, the drum drum whatever marching uh, band. Drumline. Drumline. I was trying. Uh, I was like, what was that Nick Cannon movie? Yeah. Drumline. Great movie. Um. I have that on VHS. Really? I don't know why. I bought I bought it for uh, my buddy's dad on DVD, and I was like, let's let's watch it. It's because it's about drumming. Uh, but he would do the uh, the the guy at school would uh, bring his pad around like this, and he would do the uh, solo for "I Feel So" from Boxcar Racer. <sighs> it's like da 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 there you go. You Feels got... so angry. I can't do it. I'm not fast enough. Yeah. All right. You get it. Yeah. See, you can do the Tom DeLonge voice and the whole thing. I'd, I've got like a Tom DeLonge jacket. I used to have a Tom DeLonge guitar. I'd like dress up like him. And like when I'd play the guitar, I'd like move around like he moves on stage. Yeah. You. I love that man. That I love guy, him. Huh? Have you ever, you ever met him? A couple times. Yeah. Did you tell him you loved him? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, in uh, what do you say? Suck my balls. And yes, <laughs> uh, my right be- the year before I moved to San Francisco, that summer, my best friend and I, who I moved to LA with, we decided we wanted to make a Blink One Eighty Two musical, wow. like the same way that Across the Universe was like the Beatles music. Yeah. Um. So he 
he I I wrote a, a script for it. He recorded all the songs and we made like a I think it's like an hour and twenty minutes. We made a, a Blink One Eighty Two musical. Wow. It's the worst thing in the world. You wrote a script, <laughs> a full length script? Yeah, we just like shot I just had a camera and we ran around and shot it. Well, you shot a full length thing? Yeah, we made the movie. Whoa. We did the Is this on a DVD I could pick up at my uh, Cody and Cobster have seen it. They've it's seen a, it. Uh, it's called Reckless Abandon. Wow. Uh, I have the name tattooed on my back because that was the opening shot of the movie was you could see the <laughs> Reckless Abandon. Oh, that was uh, the title sequence. That was your... We uh, we gave it to them. Tom saw the movie. He probably didn't watch it, but he got the movie. Yeah. And he uh, gave us all a free pair of shoes. What? Because he, he had that Macbeth shoe company. Oh, he has a shoe line? He used to. Oh. I love those shoes. He doesn't have them anymore. What would you, you do with those shoes? Uh, I actually never got them. Like he said, he was giving us the shoes, and uh, then it was like something where it's like I had to go to my old high school to pick it up, and I never. Ah, uh, it was a mess. Mm. Um, yeah, so we so, made a a blink musical. But how do I see this? Uh, you don't. <laughs> and what's funny? So, th- like when we were making it, is when Blink got back together in two thousand nine. Um, and so like their message board was like their website. People were like involved and talking and everything. And so we made like posters. And I posted them on all the message boards. Yeah. And we made a trailer that didn't like show anything from the movie. And I posted it mm-hmm. and people thought it was real. Mm-hmm. Um, and little did they know it was like me and my friends running around with a camera shooting like <laughs> like the worst thing ever. And I still to this day, like a couple times a year, I'll get like a message from somebody saying like, hey, are you are you the director of Reckless Abandon? How do I see this? Like, And I feel so bad every time. I'm like, oh, it wasn't a real thing. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> hey, but you, you'll never let people see it? Uh, no, it's, it's really bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah? It's something. You, yeah. There's not not like five minutes you can just like crop out and just show. The mu- I think my friend did a great job recording the music. Uh, uh, the, the movie, not so much. Mm. Well, yeah. you can, now that you have the skills, you can... Uh, Pick it up again and do a take two. Uh, Cobster does want it. He he wants to do a, a sequel where it's all the new Blink-182 songs from the new album. But you don't like that. said, I want nothing to do with that. Then because Tom's not involved, you don't like the new album. I will not listen to it. You haven't even listened to it. I've heard a couple songs. Hate them. Can't do it. You can't. Just on principle alone. So you don't like the songs? Even if I did, I couldn't. I just physically <laughs> couldn't bring myself to like them. Why? Because Tom is blink Tom. It, no, because Blink-182 was Tom and Mark. Like, the whole band was, uh-huh. like, the two of them together. And I don't think you can have one without the other. Mm. Like, call it something else. Call it Plus 44. Didn't they do that for a yeah, while? And it yeah, and it was all right. Yeah. But uh, but you you like Tom's stage presence? Because I saw him in concert, and he's like, fucking your mom. And yeah. Like, he, he, he's less about that now. Okay. But he's developed a little bit. No, I mean, he's still, like, immature. But now he takes himself really, really seriously at the same time. So uh, it's like this wonderful, horrible mix, and I love it. It's a horrible mix, but you like no, it. No, it's yeah. <laughs> what, what about the whole space aliens thing? You like you like following him doing that? Oh stuff? yeah, you're uh, into that. Yeah, I've gotten like all of it. He puts out these books. I've gotten all the books. I'm wow. I, su- I support him 100. percent Still on board. What's what's something he can do? And you're like, no, nah, I'm good. Uh, dog fighting. Oh, I draw right. the line there. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah, dog fighting and. Uh... Anything else that mm. con- yeah. conspiring against him? <laughs> yep. Ha. Uh, we, we talked a lot. Have we? We've said it all? I don't think we've said it all. We've said too much. This isn't Howard Stern. I don't say yeah, it all. And, uh, <laughs> glad you caught the rough. I'm surprised you listen to Howard Stern. I don't know anybody who else. Well, I know Harloff does, but not like. Yeah, that's what he says. Religiously. Yeah. Let's see if he, let's see if he listens to your podcast here. If he catches 
He might. I'm you calling. Wanna, I'm calling him out. You want to? You want to say something? No, I don't want to. Just say something about him. See if he'll mention it. All right. You know, I, I'll, I will say something very nice about him. We'll see if we'll see if he listens. Okay. Never, never told him this. I would never say it to his face, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, so when I started at Collider, like I said, I I was drunkenly answered this Craigslist ad. I was like really depressed at the time. I had like fallen out of love with the world. Like yeah. I I didn't have a passion for anything, mm. and uh, like. I just wasn't into movies or video games or TV or anything. I was just going through the motions. And the way that the setup used to be, <clears throat> sorry, I, I really haven't talked this much and so on. Our desk was like right by the the main stage where they do all the shows. Mm-hmm. So I, I heard uh, Heroes and Movie Camp, uh, TV Talk, everything. Like I'd have to listen to it. Yeah. And for some reason, I forget, it wasn't like a specific day, but after a while I was like looking over at Jedi Council and like, I was looking at Christian and like something clicked in my head. I was like, here's this grown man like flipping out over this blurry picture of the set from it was probably Force Awakens or something at the time. Yeah. And like something clicked in me. I was like, he's so passionate about this. And it's like it's it's a movie franchise. And then uh, I I began to like for some reason that really like set me off. I started to like be passionate about stuff again. I was like, I used to be like that. I should it's okay to to love stuff. Uh, so so you thank saw, you, Christian. I, your passion for Star Wars inspired me to uh, start liking things again. <laughs> to not be so jaded and to enjoy. I, yeah, I was very jaded. And then for yeah. some reason, he is just, it, yeah. Is it, but he did, he never knew that? You never told him that? Never said anything? No. Nope. You just saw the passion in him? This guy's freaking out over like set it was, photos. It was, yeah, it was like a set photo. It must have been The Force Awakens or something. Like someone's hand and he against, was just Yeah, he was yeah. like getting really excited and yeah. talking. I was like. Wow, like it's a whole panel. Of, like these are grown men, <laughs> and that's awesome. I, and you, I like them. Yeah. yeah. So, but what made you so jaded? Just like going through the motions of like this is like, that was just, the, I, the town. Just, I'm always like up and down, and that was just like a period of like uh, I was figuring out my life again. Well, how long is that period though? What 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 what's the downtime? Uh, I mean, I've always been like I got like a couple months here and there, yeah, like years. A six months of that, uh, six months of that, and up and down. Hmm. But so, like, what makes it though? Like, just your your just physical emotions, or just like being o- over the town, or over the 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 struggle of trying to find something in here. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean that specific time, I'd like that was when I I didn't have a job, and like, um, my girlfriend and I at the time had broken up. She had moved out of the state, and like, I'd fallen in love with her little Chihuahua. She took that uh, dog with her, and I was really sad and. I just didn't, I didn't know what I was doing for, you know, a big chunk of the time. And so I just, I, yeah, I didn't care about anything. And then. So what were you, what were you doing? Just staying home, just playing video games and playing a lot of Fallout 4 at the time. Just eating uh, your life away and drinking. Eating my life away. There was a, there was a liquor store on the corner, but I didn't want to leave my apartment. So there was an app that <clears throat> they deliver alcohol to your. Uh, I thought that was illegal. They do that? Yeah. I, what was it called? There's a couple apps. Maybe they don't do them anymore, but oh, shit. where you yeah. can order alcohol. Somebody like brings it up to your, yeah. your door. So the guy just comes in Jack Daniels and just drops it off. He's like, yeah. no questions asked. I was never big into Jack Daniels. I've always uh, like gin, yeah. rum, but like scotch and whiskey and everything. I've never really. Uh-huh. It's but, like a, a man's drink. I always feel like. Scotch you know, and whiskey. Yeah. It's yeah. Like, uh, like a, like a old, old fashioned. I feel like you have to have like a beard. Yeah. To, yeah. Have you ever grown out your beard? You just always had the goatee thing. 
when if I don't shave, I literally grow the Johnny Depp hair. Like I, I'm not uh, trying to do it. I <laughs> it grows it grows in that like what does he have the goatee. Like the goatee and like the like the kind of not like the day, a, the day that my the my how do I describe this to the it's like not a sideburn, but it's like below this, this part never touches like uh, from my chin to my the back of my cheekbone. Yeah. There's just like a it will never fill bald in spots. Yeah. Ah. So you can't. I would. Lo- I would love to have a beard, a full beard. Just like doesn't happen. Yeah. Well, is that an Italian mustache thing? I guess I don't know. That's that's your your dad have that. Uh, I, my dad's never grown out facial hair, so I don't know what he'd. You never seen him like old school photos of him, just like. No, he's full... never done facial hair. Yeah. What about the hair? He has a full head of hair, like you. Uh, no, I, I get this from my. I think my mom's side of the family. The yeah. the hair. Ah, uh, you got a, you got a nice head of hair. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate it. You like uh, you got the long locks and you put it in a ponytail. You like you enjoy that. Get it out of my face. Yeah, yeah. nice. Yeah, you uh, ever grow your hair out? No, because it just jufros out and uh, it doesn't. So I, I've heard this from a bunch of people. I think you got to give it because like my hair doesn't grow straight. When it grows out, it grows like up and like curly, and then eventually the gravity of like it getting long pulls it down. No, yours. You you have straight hair like wavy it's wavy yeah yeah but it's still it just falls mine mine just like it just out. keep going up forever yeah. <sighs> I, I can comb it over and everything but it's it's just thick you can get it uh, chemically straightened yeah brazilian just, blowout i've my buddy told me to do something i forgot what it's called but i'm like i'm not gonna do that <laughs> it could be fun yeah but then i was like oh i'm gonna look i'm gonna have like the emo hair like across mm-hmm. the, my you ever done the the thing now where they just shave like just the side of the head no, Cobb has that now, doesn't he? Where oh yeah, like like almost like a like Skrillex the, yeah, type the, thing, the cool guy thing. Yeah, yeah, they just yeah. shaved the side, but like the, the like the top is just kind of long and clumpy. Cobb's are scary now with that haircut. He, I saw him the day he got it. I was like, dang, freak, I don't want to mess. Yeah, I don't want to mess with him. Why? Does he look like a badass? Yeah, he was he was wearing a, a stormship starship trooper shirt. It was uh, like death from above, and he had like a skull, <laughs> and he had the side of his head shaved with like the comb over. I was like, oh shit. Yeah, it looks like you just got back from seeing yeah, scene action or something. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, well, you said it all. What else? What else? Uh, anything you haven't we haven't covered that you wanted to mention? I don't think so. I don't know. This is the longest you've talked to anybody. Yeah, my my throat hurts. Sorry, right, just take a sip of water and just, <laughs> you really don't talk that much. Not for like an extended period of time like this. This is it's weird. It's a little weird. Do you want to get out of here? No, I I just, I feel like. (laughs) So, uh, but uh, are we going to see you on the mic more? Would you feel comfortable being on a a Collider Live mic? If anybody asks me. Yeah. I'm I'm willing to try. You won't uh, freak out and shy away. We'll see if people like this. Anybody liked listening to. But like you said, who gives a fuck what people think? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's what, I don't care. People listen. I hope they enjoy it if they do listen, Mm -hmm. but it's more for me. So who do you got next now that Beardo's back in action? I don't know if it's back. Uh, uh, you can't just you can't have a one-off episode where it's me. Well, I, no, I like, this is like the warm-up to dip your toe back in the water before you land. Like, no, nah. I mean this stuff's fun. It's just it's just scheduling, and everyone's everywhere. I would like to get Brett back. Can I can I be here for Brett's episode? You want to be here for Brett? Yeah. You gonna interview him too, or you're just gonna chime yes. in and th- throw in some jokes here and there? Do you have a third mic? Yeah, I can do. Th- I right. can do six mics. You can. I'm sound a, I'm an sound audio off guy. in the comments below if you want uh, <laughs> me and Brett on the episode together. We'll all, we'll all join in. We'll yes. We'll just do a whole long three hour marathon. His episode Five. was how long have we been going? His was like two and a half hours. His was pretty long. Yeah, uh, this one we've only been hour and twenty. Whew. Yeah. Is that is that a lot for you? Yeah. Whoa, yeah. man. 
I saw you at the depth talk. You were freaking out over the five minute little interview. Or uh, that was like thirty seconds. <laughs> you were freaking well, out because I noticed Cubster literally grabbed me and he was just like, "You want to do like a fake ad?" I was like, "All right, a fake ad for a Collider Live for a Collider show during the during the uh, during the breaks." They were like, "Let's have Frank talk about depth talk." I think Wendy came up with the idea. I was like, "Yeah, what, what should I do?" And Wendy was like, "Do talk about Johnny Depp." Uh, I'm like, all right. And you, you just kind of, was it all improv at all off yeah. the top? You're like, let's talk about him and wine and uh, whatever he's into. Yeah. And you're like, it's not a real thing. It's fake. <laughs> I wish it was. I could, I could, I'd be into it. You could do, you should do a whole podcast. Like just go through his filmography and just go like Johnny Depp. What's his first movie? You know his first movie? Uh, it's wrong. It's a nightmare on Elm Street. I was gonna, it's one of the horror movies. <laughs> yeah. I, I've never seen it. I'm not, I'm not big into horror movies. Uh, it, so I've never seen the, like the classic horror movies. Yeah. Well, you never seen the original Halloween? Cobster made me watch that. That's a good I one. I did watch it. It was all right. You don't like it? I can appreciate it. It's just not my... I don't get anything out of the... The scares. Yeah, just... I didn't... I, not that I don't see the point, because you can say that about, like, what's the point of a comedy movie? It's to laugh. Yeah. But, like, for something... For some reason to me, like, a horror movie, it's like, I'm going to watch this, I'm going to be scared at the end. It's going to be like, everybody dies, or, like, the killer's like, oh, I'm still here. And yeah. Like, eh, like, I get I it. It's formulaic. Yeah. yeah, and everything's formulaic, but just for me, mm. I've never been, I've never loved the horror. Ah, uh, but even like, uh, yeah, I guess if, if you can't, because I liked Hereditary, and I'm not like a big horror fan. I get, I, I should clarify, I haven't seen a lot of horror, oh, okay. so that might also mm. be it. Like, I, I haven't seen any of the like Conjuring, Hereditary, whatever's Conjuring's good out there right now. Um, but if you go back, the original Halloween's good, just because it, like the soundtrack is good and it looks good. The acting and writing might not be that great. Well, the, so my note with it, the cops are like freaked out about and he hated. I was like, I kind of want to know, like, who is this guy? Michael he, Myers? Yeah. And he like freaked out. He's like, that's when they ruined the series when they tried to explain. Yeah. He's like, he's just a man in a mask. That's what's scary. And to me, that's like, that's where the what what's the point comes in of like, OK, yeah. it's a guy in a mask. Why is, who is this guy? Yeah. Like, that's the that, interesting part. He, I don't know if it's later on in that in the uh, series, but I know like in the Rob Zombie remakes, they go into like him as a child. I think cops were saying that's when he like hated it. Yeah, like they ruined him because because you don't want to know like like it's more scary to to think there's a boogeyman out there as opposed to knowing for sure. I guess it's like why do I care <laughs> about you know like if if I'm not going to learn anything about the boogeyman. I should be relating to these characters, but all the characters in a horror movie do is they're just set up to be like slaughtered later. You yeah. Know, it's not like there's no development in the characters. Yeah, it's just supposed to be like, here's somebody, here's why you, you should care about them. Cause look, it's a teenage girl and she's got friends and look at her mom. Yeah. But just know that didn't like, she's going to be chased around for the next hour. Yeah. I, I don't, who am I supposed to like connect with and feel like they're growing? I could see that. That makes sense. Then don't the original nightmare on Elm street's fine. Uh, but the original Friday the 13th is just god awful. Yeah. And it's like, it's the same thing where it's like, there's a boogeyman in the woods and all these kids are just dying. Friday the 13th's the hockey mask guy, right? Yeah. But he's not in the first one. <coughs> Who's in the first one? You got to watch the first one. Ah, uh, I see what you did there. Yeah. I, don't, I don't like being on that side of it. <laughs> where you got to watch That's it. That's annoying. Yeah. No, but do you, are you going to care to watch the first one? Because it's, it's god awful. I, I was just annoyed watching it. It's, yeah. um, his mom, his mom is the uh, killer. Oh, so um, mm. because his mom, he died. He drowned in this in the lake at camp 
Crystal Lake when like all the camp counselors were too busy ba- banging each other. As they do. Yeah. So then the mom comes back, seeks revenge for the next crop of camp counselors and just take, takes them out. But it's so campy. Did she wear the hockey mask? No. Did he wear it? So the, the hockey mask isn't in the first movie? Not at all. Wow. I don't think so. I don't remember when it came up. Because I haven't seen the second one or the third one. I've only seen like Jason X and like Freddy versus oh, yeah. Jason, which are like just terrible, but like fun, terrible. Um, but yeah, the first the first one's terrible. Have any of those blink versus blink crossover things ever been good for any movie? Uh, like Alien versus Predator, no. I think the new one's like Godzilla versus uh, King Kong. I guess yeah, we'll have to see. I don't know if that's is that the new one. I don't know. Do you follow I, any movie news? What do what do, you, really. what do you follow these days? Uh, I follow cryptocurrency right now. That's your thing. I'm I'm big into that. You're all you're moment. all about it. What are you the Bitcoin or the uh, other coin? Uh, a little bit of everything. I'm I'm more interested in the like. What I hate about it is that like get rich quick thing that mm. everybody thinks about like just that, that's what yeah that's what it's become now is this like invest and get rich like it's stupid and i hate it yeah i think like the more i've looked into this the more i think it's like the technology behind this is like crazy mm-hmm. that, and i think it's going to have like a huge impact on our world in the future so you think it can change like how we use money in the future yeah i think it can change a lot of i think it can change how we use money and uh the blockchain Mm-hmm. technology that makes it work <clears throat> is going to change how Do we you want more water frank i might need some more water i'm sorry okay. I'm... Uh, take a drink and then let me know i can grab you another another bottle of water if you're like throat is scratching Do you want some gum or something no i don't know <laughs> um the blockchain technology that makes uh-huh. uh cryptocurrency work can you describe the blockchain because i know a lot of people have trouble yeah. understanding it um probably not very well uh-huh. but i can try uh it's basically a way to keep a record of something it's a ledger of sorts. Yeah. Yeah. So I always got thrown off by like a ledger is too fancy of a word for me. I'm like, <laughs> that makes me think of like an old man with like a book. Yeah. It's just like we keep we keep records of everything uh-huh. in the world today, whether it's like Facebook keeping a record of who visits their site, whether it's like your bank keeping a record of how much money you have, whether it's you keep, keeping a record of like your emails of who's, you know, like mm. there's a there's logs and records of everything yeah and yeah. all of it is owned by like a single person or company or whatever because that's the way it's always had to work that like google has to own our emails oh um facebook has to own our data you know whatever this is a way of like keeping a record where no one person owns it because it's distributed on everybody's system that's using it it's kind of crowdsourced yeah in a way yeah. It's like it's stored a copy of it is stored on everybody's computer or everybody's phone or everybody's whatever. And so you can't, nobody, no one person can own it or change it mm-hmm. um, without that, everybody else knowing about it. Yeah. And because everybody else's record would be different, that oh. one person who tries to change the record, their record's thrown out. Oh, okay. And because there's like a finite amount of, of crypto <laughs> or Bitcoin or whatever, if someone adds one to something, it'll throw off everything else. Uh, yeah, well, it's just that that record won't line up with everybody else's. And so mm. the system knows that something's up with that one. Okay. And so that's something that like exists separately than cryptocurrency. Uh-huh. And it's not as sexy as like Bitcoin where people made like a bunch of money because it's like a digital record system. Like That's the least sexy, boring thing in the world. Yeah. But it, it does have like the opportunity and like ways that we don't even know yet to change like the way that companies work and the way that 
you know, like Facebook right now, instead of them holding all the data of everything you've ever Googled and looked up, you know, that could be something that's like not owned by one company that can then sell your data to like all these other, you know, advertisers. But but can someone like go in and see your logs or your records? <laughs> kind of. So crypto and blockchain and everything makes things like pseudo anonymous. Uh, so you're basically and to people listening that know a lot more than I, I don't know this uh, stuff. Yeah. I'm I'm still a beginner at this, but from what I understand, you're you're basically a, a string of letters and numbers yeah, on the internet. So your, like your digital wallet is just like a bunch of Yeah, like, so it's yeah. like your name's not there, but a record of everything you've ever done is there. Mm. It's just it's a new way of like we we gotta adjust our way of thinking that like everything's public. Uh-huh. But also nothing's public because it's semi private. But can they see records of like someone purchasing purchasing something and then it arriving at this address? Uh no, your your address and stuff wouldn't be in there. Oh wouldn't uh, and that and that's back to like if you're incorporating it with like the cryptocurrency and uh uh-huh. I'm not I'm not good at explaining this. That's, I'm sorry. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. But that, it that's took what me you're... it took me like three months of like listening to people nonstop and reading everything I could till it like finally started to click in my head and I was like Yeah. All right, I, I feel like I understand it. I feel like I can't explain it, uh-huh. but it kind of makes sense in my head. So <laughs> what I get from the blockchain is that it's just a like like it's like how you're saying it's uh kind of crowd fund crowdsourced uh logs and but also it's a way of securing it where like everything I don't know like everything is like confirmed and actually accurate. Yeah, so it's basically like you've got a, a book that says like I've got you know five Bitcoin, you've got two. Yeah. It's got a list of who's got what in the whole world, but just you know, make it simple. I've got five, you've got two. That's on all of our everybody's phone in the world. Are you all right? I think <laughs> it got like stuffy in here. Maybe. I, I think. I'm going to turn the air on. Okay. I'll get you some water. Continue. I'll, okay. I'll hear you. Oh, man. Uh, uh, oh, God. I'm all alone here. Uh, I lost my... I'm <laughs> blacking out. What was I talking about? Talking about crypto. Yeah, so everybody's got this book that says, thank you, how many Bitcoin everybody has. If I spend a Bitcoin and give it to you, so now I have four Bitcoin and you have three. Yeah. Uh, there's basically a new page in the book, which is like a new block is created, a block of data, this mm-hmm. chunk of data. And that chunk of data has all the previous data kind of stored in it. Yeah. So it's got a history of everything. And now if you, like right now, a bank could theoretically go in and say like, well, that didn't happen. And like, uh, yeah, yeah. since they control the book they can rewrite it but now since you and i both have a copy of the book and so does everybody else yeah then it's more it's verifiable and yes. uh, and more accurate as opposed to the bank being in control like the people are in control of it because nobody's in control of it yeah of. well cause, yeah because it's a like everyone's verifying it yeah so, so that's how you see <clears throat> the future of the world you all right gonna be good yeah sorry (laughs) it's all right let's wrap this up all right Uh, yeah uh, let's get out of your hair here i'm sorry it's okay uh thank you for coming on thanks for having me what uh what what, what's new for you what else you got going on uh it's a good question people uh, follow you on twitter and uh if they want and they can you can find me if you want instagram just keep up with frank frank the editor.com yeah (laughs) yeah yeah i'm out of what I'm out of things to say here. I don't know. I'm sorry. It's sorry. been an honor. All right. Thank you for having me. Follow you on Twitter, Frank the Editor. There you and, go. Uh, 
Thank you for thank you for coming yeah, on. Yeah, this is I hope this wasn't horrible. It was it was great. All right. All right. Let's get out of here. All right. See you.